0: The show you're about to listen to may contain themes of violence, occult activity, strong language, and other sensitive material. Viewer discretion is advised. We strive to tell stories in a truthful manner, but press, media, and other sources cannot be verified. Our sources can be found in the show notes.
1: guys and welcome to the first episode of brain soup my name is bria and i'm tegan and this is going to be our little show since we met earlier this year we thought about doing a little podcast because we met in a video audio class and today we are
0: finally acting on that finally Finally. even though we had to make a podcast project but that was that was separate we wish that we could have actually gotten to work together in class more so on a podcast project but now it's summer
1: and we decided why not do this, so uh, this is our little brain child, brain soup, uh, where we're gonna really be talking about everything, whatever
0: we want that week or whatever we're doing. Yeah, but this week uh, we are gonna be talking about true crime, which is both of our forte. I would say
1: I would definitely say I listen to a lot of true crime podcasts, uh, my f- or videos, podcasts like Kendall Ray and Spencer Henry. They're you know i watch them all the time gotcha so today's episode is going to be dealing with the murder of children so this is a little warning a little disclaimer a little disclaimer before we start um and it really kind of has everything in it from wrongful conviction to some devil worship and satanic panic That's crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So (laughs) I didn't know about that. Just wait. Uh, There's been movies made about this case, documentaries, books, and all different things,
0: and it's probably one of my favorite cases to learn about. Bria knows way more about this case than I do. I'm kind of just here to chime in my pieces when I feel. So, let's get
1: started, shall we? Hell yeah. So, our story takes place in the small town of West Memphis, Arkansas, and was given the name of the West Memphis Three. In 1993, there was a murder of three children that shook the small town in Arkansas. This community uh, was right in the middle of the Bible Belt, so very kind of Christian conservative people. And so when this case happened, they were like, holy shit. Mm -hmm. Like, why is this happening so close to us? So the three teenagers were convicted of murdering three boys, allegedly a part of devil worship. These men were Jason Baldwin, Jesse Kelly and Damian Eccles. Now, as mentioned, this case involves the murders of children, and those children were Stevie Edward Branch, born November 26th of 1984, Christopher Mark Byers, who was born on June 23rd of 1984, and James Michael Moore, who was born on July 27th of 1984. And these boys died on May 5th of 1993 at the age of 8 years old.
0: That's crazy to me. Like, why... I i this
1: case literally like makes me so teary-eyed yeah uh they're babies right they're babies why would you i don't like it but it's something that needs to be heard about right Um, because because
0: there's a lot of kids that are murdered or wrongfully well any kid is wrongfully killed i would say yeah but like eight years old they're
1: liter- they were babies, like, going about their day how they normally did, right. um, their normal routine together as, like, their little trio. And, you know, it ended like this. Um. So they were all friends. <laughs> yeah. Yep. They all knew each other. They were going to, I'll get into it, but they were going to um, a park that they always kind of went to called uh, Robin Hood Hills. Uh, and so they were all together riding their bikes to this place and disappeared. And they were found in Robin Hood Hills as well. So do you know
0: how long it took them to find them? the next morning,
1: okay, so this community was considered safe, and like so when this happened in nineteen ninety three it was just confusing
0: to mm-hmm. them, like why would this happen? especially in a really Christian town? yeah, yeah,
1: and uh, so there's a lot of confusion on the timeline of what happened, um so. It's said that the boys were last seen around 6.30 p.m. that night, and the crime was said to be committed between then and about 8 p.m., but I saw a lot of different things about it, like it could have happened in the morning, or, you know, and they also don't know, like, if the boys were killed where they were found, Mm -hmm. or if they were killed, like, elsewhere and brought there.
0: And this is back in 1980s. We don't have... Well, they don't have what we have now.
1: Yeah. So, uh, but there was no blood trails or anything out by where they were found. So that kind of leads me to think they were brought there. Right. They
0: would have to be. But, unless they're really meticulous, but I would assume since it was outside, they would Mm. have to be brought over there.
1: I just find it strange that there was no blood trailing. Right.
0: So that night, right away,
1: the families were like searching for these boys. And uh, the police came and started doing a search. And the real search got going the next day. Um, I can't imagine how these parents
0: felt. No, because the first 24 hours Mm. is the most crucial, especially with kids under, I think it's 10 years old. Yeah, yeah. I believe it is that
1: as well. Um, On May 6th, after a full search, a parole officer named Steve Jones was looking around the area of Robin Hood Hills and saw a sneaker that looked like it was a young boy's. So Steve went down to the actual creek where the sneaker was floating. And he got caught on one of the bodies. Jesus. So imagine that. And that's when the three little boys were found. Mm -hmm. So this is where the case starts kind of getting really intense. Um, Some of these videos of the boys' families, I'm going to stop right here and talk about them. I know you haven't seen Mm -mm. any of them, but they just, they make me feel sick. Um, There's a video of one of the mothers finding out. Mm Mm-hmm and she faints and that hurt me so right. bad to see that mm-hmm. like uh she in her words she said that when she found out she lost all sense of herself
0: yeah it's her and son
1: i believe it because like imagine just like we both have young uh, nieces or nephews and we both have young kids in our life right and I've even the thought of that yeah, is just like i know <laughs>
0: yeah i absolutely would fall not. down to my yeah day, like, i would have i probably would have fainted as well i probably would have
1: as well i so i just wanted to mention that that these parents you know rightfully so right were distraught that's their and baby like three babies three babies yeah and so uh absolutely atrocious um so the boys were found in a woody creek area close by each other and they were naked and hog tied with their clothes scattered all around
0: absolutely not Mm-mm. Mm-mm.
1: they were uh, hogtied with their own shoelaces so
0: what in the absolute yeah i'm not saying the word yeah But no
1: i whoever did it took their you they know, took their time yeah With this, and uh, they were mutilated. The boys were. Um, They had bad injuries all over them. Um, I have the police report linked, I believe, in the sources, but some of the things that the police report said that there were multiple contusions, abrasions and lacerations of the torso and extremities. They were drowned and also had bite marks on them. Ew. What
0: the... What's wrong with these people? Yeah, yeah.
1: So uh, I can't get over the bite marks. No. And (laughs) that's kind of um, something that leads them to believe that it was a ritual, satanic. Yeah, it sounds Um, like it. So as well as um, the mutilations that were made to them and stuff like that. Uh, So Chris Byers had the worst of the injuries. He was mutilated all around his body. Like everywhere, it was bad. Um, and th- the documentary I watched on this, um, they showed the pictures of them, and it was the worst thing I've ever seen. So I'm not really going to talk about what was done to his body because I feigned it disrespectful. He's right. a baby. Yeah. Uh, so, but it was listed that Chris Byers who had the worst of the injuries uh died from knife injuries while the other two boys were drowned in
0: the creek. I wonder why him or he was the most compared to the other two. You know,
1: that's a good I that's a good like thing to bring up. And it's probably because there might have been multiple like people mm-hmm. who did this and that's why they uh really arrested the West Memphis Mm three because the west mem i guess it could be considered like you know because they're both groups of three Mm -hmm. but the west memphis three is really the men who were arrested for this crime but then
0: because we don't know for sure if if they did it or if they didn't yes or maybe even played a part in it yeah they were guilty but there was more parties
1: yep so uh that's why i believe that there's the two different injuries to i can see kids yeah um but I really don't know. There might be something on that that I didn't see. Mm-hmm. But I believe it's because there was different people doing different things. Or
0: maybe Chris was the one that... Or is it... Was his name Chris? His name's Chris. Yep. Um, Maybe he was the one, like, main kind of type they were looking for. Maybe. And then the other two were just with him. Yeah. Collateral. Collateral damage. Yeah. That, that could be as well. I can see that. I really can. Because... If you see three kids and one of them ends up getting killed, yeah. The other two are witnesses. Mm-hmm. Therefore, collateral damage, you have to get rid of all evidence. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, cuz Chris Byers was the one like I said that had
1: by far the absolute worst thing. That's done what to makes him. me think that they were collateral collateral. Now that you're mentioning that, that's something I hadn't thought about mm-hmm. in this, but I can definitely agree with you on it. Uh so police believe that the boys were in this area when they were murdered but this is where i bring up the drag marks Mm -hmm. there was none so that makes me think that they They weren't weren't. in the area Uh, they were just found now right from the get-go police believe there were multiple suspects yeah and so uh no one can do this by themselves there was three of them Mm -hmm. and you know small but mighty you know right now, with the way everything was going and went, this started rumors about the sa- satanic stuff. Mm-hmm. So this is where we get into the satanic panic.
0: That's why I'm kind of like, with Chris having the most injury, mm-hmm. it's normally, I've, like from what I've seen from like satanic stuff, like watching paranormal videos and all that stuff, especially from like Sam and Colby, because mm-hmm. they talk about it all the time it's normally one thing it's not multiple so that's what makes me think it's even more of a collateral yeah i can i can see that um
1: so there was always kind of rumors of satanic Mm -hmm. rituals going around in this area because you know bible belt (laughs) bible belt christian so that just made sense to everybody as well as the injuries and there's no evidence to state that this was satanic, it's just hearsay uh, mm-hmm. of what the people in town believed. They started looking for their suspects, mm-hmm. and that's where we meet Damien Eccles. They believed he was dark, a dark person, mm-hmm. and that's kind of why they picked him out. But he was also a self proclaimed Wiccan, mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. witch. witch. He was always considered a troublemaker. In addition, he had a history of mental issues like uh, depression he dressed in all black listened to certain types of music and was all around a dark individual and now i'm gonna get into a little tangent about uh, the stigma Mm -hmm. that they kind of picked out with this kid Mm -hmm. um so they kind of chose him at first because he was a rocky type of dude he was different than everybody else in that town which is
0: messed up it is very messed up because they're their own person they can do whatever they want yeah and just because of who they are they get pinpointed yeah it's messed up it is very messed up
1: um it's a stigma right and it's a stigma that goes on to, to still di- today um, yeah. and it will go on with for a uh, long time yeah with like jobs and stuff yeah it's like i'm very rocky yeah punk, you are rock, punk yeah. and all that
0: stuff and
1: it's like looking at me and being like well you're not a good worker because you have tattoos. piercings and tattoos yeah and I just I hate that like yes this man could have been a bad man mm-hmm. but the first thing they picked him out for was, was because of his the way he looked and that's horrendous it is the worst that's there's so many things about this case that just get me
0: and that is one of them mm-hmm. I can see why because even both of us we both have piercings and tattoos yes and you know it's
1: yeah it really
0: g- irritates me
1: mm-hmm. um that people will get picked out mm-hmm. of a crowd like this and it's not even just like that it's race mm-hmm. it's you know
0: your uh, gender identity yes it's, it's everything that you can get pin- pointed out for your height what you look like all that stuff yeah.
1: and so i just wanted to like go on a Little tangent about that because I really found that irritating while listening Mm -hmm. to this case. Because everything that these people mentioned when they talked about Damien was, Oh, his hair's dark, he paints his fingernails black, he you know wears black clothing. And I'm like, Yes, he may have had a history of mental illness and all this stuff. Like I said, he might have been a bad person, but the first thing they picked him out for was the way he looked.
0: And everyone has their own story as well. Mm-hmm. You don't know what somebody's been through. Yep. And all that stuff.
1: Yeah. Totally. And
0: all self-interest to so what you're into, that's how you express yourself. Yes. And self-expression is okay.
1: Right. And but apparently to them, you know, It's you back in the 1980s. Yep. 93, I believe, is when they Oh, this is the 19 him. Okay. Yep. The boys were born in the 80s. Okay. But the case happened in 1993. Okay, I see. Or started in 1993, rather. Um, now, another thing that was uh, brought was an eyewitness call uh, about Damien. So he had a girlfriend, and her aunt called the police on him. Um, reporting seeing Damien near the crime scene about 9 p.m. And that he was covered in mud so this could have been hearsay you mm-hmm. know um it was said that the aunt didn't like Damien uh the girlfriend was pregnant at the time with Damien's baby they were young mm-hmm. you know uh, nobody really knows if you know that was hearsay or true or anything and you know they did bring him in to be questioned especially with his history of mental illness And as I've read stuff on this case, I kind of noticed he did have a lot of things wrong with him. Mm -hmm. So um, he was very mentally ill and he described himself. So uh, it sounded like we were kind of defending him in the beginning part of this, but um, he described himself as homicidal, Mm. suicidal, manic depressive, schizophrenic, and psychopathic. And he had a long mental health record and was actually just released from a psychiatric hospital in 1992. Okay. So that was the year before mm-hmm. all of this started. Um, but he was sent to many hospitals and had many incidents. Like in a school detention, he was noted for sucking the blood from the wound of another person in detention. What in the absolute yeah, hell. So at first I thought that that wasn't true. Mm-hmm. And then multiple sources said it. So I was like,
0: "Ah, uh, that's kind of wow. Yeah. That's horrible." And yeah. that makes me think
1: of the bite marks. Right. The Chris Byers. That's
0: what straight went to my head. Yep. So, yeah. <laughs> He also
1: um, threatened to kill his father multiple times. And uh, when he was brought into the police, uh, you know, to be interviewed, he had a very cocky attitude um, about everything. He was being a smart ass. And that could have been because, you know, he did it. Mm -hmm. Or just because he wasn't angry at the world type of person. Right. but he completely denied that he had anything to do with it. Uh, He said he was at home at the time of the murders, but his alibi never held up in court. Mm. He tried to say that he was talking to the bunch of girls on the phone that night, but when the girls were interviewed, they said they'd never spoken to him that night. So
0: He's making a story sound way more
1: fishy. Yeah. And that's kind of what all these guys did um in this. Gotcha. They kind of made their stories sound fishy, but also, you know, the police could have been trying to squeeze stuff things out, out of it. Uh, but he did go in there with like a cocky kinda asshole attitude.
0: That's a red flag to begin with. Yeah. Especially in the p- like a police type setting. You gotta make sure your story's straight. I mean he started kinda digging himself into a hole with this. Yeah, he did.
1: Because when the police asked him you know, what he thought, like, the person who did this felt, he said that he thought the person that committed these murders felt good after they did it. So he was kind of, you know, digging himself into a hole with every word he said.
0: That's not really kind of, that is uh, That's he a...
1: That's a hole, he was. He was making the wrong decisions. Big time. Um. He said that the killer knew that the kids went into the wood And, um, he thought the killer could, you know, have thought that he had control and that he wouldn't have been worried about the boy screaming due to it being in the woods and stuff. So you can hear a lot of stuff in the woods. Yeah. Yeah. He further stated that the killer probably
0: wanted to hear the screaming. Uh, So he really dug himself there, didn't he? Yeah.
1: He, and he kept going with it. Like there was so much. Every word he said was... Every
0: every single word. He's just digging himself even Mm -hmm. further, making him sound more. Yes, because, like, I hate it. Yeah, it's
1: gross. Yes, and I just imagine, you know, if you're wrongly convicted or being questioned to this, that's not what you would be saying. Or at least, you know, but it's what happened. Mm -hmm. He was asked to submit hair samples and have blood taken um and he didn't object so he let them do what they needed to do Mm -hmm. he was also asked if he would be willing to take a polygraph Mm -hmm. um so right when he said yes they took him for his polygraph
0: and that was one of the main things back then to see if you're lying or not even though they're kind of proven now to not be like totally truthful but yeah Uh, he passed he, passed, yep, he passed the polygraph. Um,
1: he denied the questions relating to the murder, such as at any time on Wednesday, because it happened on a Wednesday, mm-hmm. on Wednesday or Wednesday night, were you at Robin Hood Hills? He said no. Um, the next question was, were you present when these boys were killed? He answered no. Next question was, did you kill any of these three boys? No. And then do you know who killed these three boys? No. So he, you know, answered no, passed. In my opinion, I just feel like the police were just going after him. They were. And I believe now that I'm reading everything back with everything he said, like, they needed to. Because he seemed sketchy.
0: He did seem really sketchy. With
1: how he was talking and how he was going after them. Um
0: And if he seemed, like, calm
1: and collected. Yeah, and he seemed very calm. And so uh, we kind of get into where he went to court now. And another thing they brought up, which totally doesn't relate to anything, was that he read Stephen King novels.
0: That doesn't relate to anything at
1: all. Yeah. Like, yes, they're horror books. They are horror books. But that ties into that, like, stigma.
0: It does tie into the stigma. Yeah, well, because Stephen King books are highly, highly yeah. messed up. They are, but they're also highly, like, acclaimed.
1: Like, they're s- classic things. They are classic. If you're a horror fan,
0: they are. They're
1: classics. So that's, that's something that irritated me.
0: Like, why bring that up? They're just trying to, mm-mm. Yeah. Nope. As much as I love true
1: crime and stuff like this, I hate watching court stuff. Mm-hmm. Because some of the things they ask or bring up, or bring up they're not relevant, irrelevant. but that's also like a tactic, you know, but it's just it makes me want to, like, scream
0: mm-hmm.
1: like I hate it. We've talked enough about Damien now, I, be, I think. Mm-hmm. So there were three guys.
0: Let's move on to the next one. Shall Let's we? move
1: along to uh, Jesse Miss Kelly and Jason Baldwin. So this, this case isn't called the West Memphis Three for, for nothing. nothing. There's three of them. Yep. They, these three guys were convicted on the murders of the young boys. Uh, Jesse was probably the biggest reason that they were convicted of these murders. So these guys were all friends, but there's no proof that they were together the night of this incident. Mm-hmm. But Jesse um, had a very low IQ. So he was kind of easy for the cops to manipulate Mm -hmm. and stuff. Um, So Jesse's story was all over the place. (laughs) Like, absolutely. The timeline, um, his confessions, everything. So the police say things to kind of get people Mm -hmm. to confess to things. uh, If the persons are guilty or not guilty, the police kind of pry it out And they get you to say the things that they they want you to say. Yeah. When people are interrogated for like hours and hours, they kind of start getting malleable to this. And that's exactly what happened to Jesse. So he was there for hours, police questioning him and all those things. And on June 3rd, he started to confess to them that he was the one who committed these murders. He said... When I was there, I saw Damien hit this one boy real bad. So he was just, you know, pulling things mm-hmm. out of his ass. If, you know, I know I sound pretty biased. I'm, we'll get to why, because there's some things that were found mm-hmm. uh, that we'll talk about later on. So that's kind of why I sound a little biased. Uh, I'm not meaning to, though, but I have my theories. Gotcha. Gotcha. He started confessing. Jesse was then led to point out which boy was hit. And the pictures asked where Damien hit the boy. And then he said Jason also hit the boys. And it was just a mess. Um, And after he said one of the boys started to make a run for it and he chased him down. And that's
0: kind of where I'm going to (laughs) stop. Which boy was it?
1: Uh, I don't know which one
0: because if it was that if it if was, it was Chris, Chris that would explain it yeah so um,
1: a lot of the things I found they really talked about Chris a lot mm. because he had the worst right of it all in the court it was starting to be pointed out that Jesse was spewing out false info he made up a timeline and said the murders occurred at noon. Which was incorrect because the boys would have been in school right at that time. This was where his low IQ started to kind of mm-hmm. be talked about more. Saying that he was making up things. But he did confess to being there watching and helping while Damien and Jason really did the murders. So he said he was there but that Damien and Jason were the ones who kind of carried everything mm-hmm. out a little more. He changed his story around a- quite a bit. And was also brought in for a polygraph test. Um, at the time, he was only 17. Uh, Jason was 16. And Damien was 18. And Jesse failed the polygraph. Mm. So, um, but there was nothing really other than these, like, Jesse's polygraph and confessions mm-hmm. that connect these guys to the murder. Like, nothing was found at the scene that could no fingerprints hair blood that couldn't connect them um so you know it was a big game of who actually did it but who actually did
0: it who was involved yeah was there external parties that were involved
1: yeah but the police were set dead set that it was the guys these guys who did it mm-hmm. so <laughs> irritating a little bit because mm-hmm. they didn't even like question any other people But these three, really, like these three, they were like, well, here's our guys. We're done looking. Um,
0: That's when you would have to go in with more. Yeah.
1: Yeah. There definitely needed to be more. There had to be more.
0: They were so dead set. Yeah. That it was them and they just, they. And there could be more involved, like I was saying. Yeah. But Especially they if they're leaning towards them being yeah. like a satanic type thing. Yeah, it could have been a, a, a full like cult but or something. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Uh, mm-hmm. But
1: they were set so they didn't change their minds on it. Um, another thing was though that Jesse had a strong alibi that night. Like a strong one. Um, he was in a neighboring town at a wrestling show mm-hmm. where people saw him. Mm-hmm. Uh but he still confessed to these things, which makes no sense, you know? He was at a public place the night that this happened.
0: Or did he know about it, like that these were going to be occurring and he was maybe covering for the other two? Maybe. That
1: could have been So he something. was trying to blame it him on
0: himself so the other two wouldn't get caught. Maybe. Who knows? Who knows? That might be why he failed the test. Is because he
1: knew about it. Definitely, I can agree with that. Cause it, it was all just jumbled. Yeah. And messy. And yeah. So um, in this trial, though, multiple people lied on the stand. I can tell. Um. <laughs> uh, I want to point out again that there is no proof that any of these things happened. And this could have been a random murder that like a random serial killer. Right. Did. Um, But I don't remember his name. But there was a guy who confessed on the stand. I think it was that he said that like in the juvenile detention center that I believe Jason. It was Jason or Jesse that they confessed to him. And later, he went back and said he completely lied about that. Why would you lie about that? I don't know. See, that's something I did it like, right up. But I was watching the documentary again, and they had, like, his confession tape. And then they also mentioned that a psychiatrist or somebody called, like, one of the lawyers – it was like, don't let this boy testify. He's a liar. And they still let him testify.
0: It makes me think that it was uh, Jesse because of his
1: low IQ. It might have been Jesse. I just know it wasn't Damon. Damien. Damien was in solitary confinement.
0: I'm um, Because like, they pinpointed the first guy because of how he looked. So why yeah. did they pinpoint the other two? Because they
1: were friends. I see. Okay. Yeah. They were friends. So that's kind of why they, you know picked those mm-hmm. three is because i think they had been maybe seen together around and they were like yeah those ones you know because mm-hmm. uh, if you look at a picture of them and i'll show you some pictures mm-hmm. uh they didn't look uh jesse and jason didn't look like like rocker type like how damien look mm-hmm. you know i think or maybe i am one of them had like straight blonde hair and stuff so but yeah i think it's because they were for all friends but multiple people were lying and that one kid who was told like that hey this guy shouldn't testify Mm -hmm. let him testify yep it's crazy because they just wanted these guys put away yeah and they were dead set and they didn't care what it took and like there was no evidence and there's even like Things, evidence was lost in this case, too. Like, misplaced by officers and stuff.
0: Was it a purposeful misplace? Trying to cover for people? It might have been. Because if they had evidence towards little kids being murdered, you would feel like that would be priority. Yeah. Trying to get the kids back to their parents and getting their parents' answers. Absolutely. So it makes me think that police might have been... In maybe some type of cult with these people, potentially. Maybe. If it was a satanic thing. Maybe. Yeah. I just, I,
1: it blows my mind. How can you misplace evidence? It was blood scrapings that were uh, lost by the officer. So it's astonishing that, that is. it was lost. Like, how can you
0: lose something like that? Especially when that's like, that's DNA right there. Yeah. That could have been on the guys, it could have been, but you know,
1: lost, oh, yeah, it's irritating.
0: that's agitating,
1: um, so something else that was mentioned, um was the bite marks, yeah, so um, they couldn't have been human. that was brought up that these bite marks weren't human, and uh that there was known to be turtles that left bite marks and stuff that looked like. The bite marks that were on these boys, which Uh. is just something random, Mm -hmm. but it's something I figured to throw out there because it was mentioned a couple of times, Mm -hmm. and there were many of the turtles in the creek around, so that's
0: just, I want to throw that out there because... Couldn't they test the DNA off the boys, or is that not a thing back then? I don't know if that could have been
1: a thing back then. That's something to look up because... I well, don't know. We're way advanced now. Yeah, like they could have just swabbed that bite mark in. Mm-hmm. That's a that was a good thing to bring up because like you would think
0: you would think that they would have tested that, but then again, they lost the they lost, lost. in quotations, the blood scrapings. Yeah. So you would think that they could pull dental records because dental records were back. They were they, they were back, then, yes for sure. So you would cross. That would be smart to cross it but maybe they didn't think anything of it because they weren't on it you never know maybe maybe
1: that was yeah now i'm thinking like yeah. why wouldn't they have done
0: that oh mm-hmm. i hate it oh my god this could be our advanced minds going for this time but yeah it's just things to think about it is and there's so much to think about yeah um another interesting
1: thing was that there was a knife found behind Jason Baldwin's trailer park in a pond. They did a dive and they found a knife. And you know who was stabbed to death? Chris. Chris. So do they match the knife? Um, you kn- they never the mentioned anything about a match. But you never know. <laughs> you never know. You never know. But yeah, that was mentioned that there was a knife. Um, but all around, there was not enough solid, solid. In you quotations. Know, yeah, solid evidence to prove that the three teenagers did this, uh, but they were sentenced. Uh, Jason and Jesse were sentenced to life in prison, but Damien was sentenced to death. Okay. Um, and now this is shocking with the lack of evidence
0: wait why Damien the one he was
1: picked out to be the ringleader of it all, um, so there was found to be like witchcraft books and stuff yeah. in his place, so they pinpointed him like he kind of led this all,
0: but wasn't the other one a Wiccan or a self-proclaimed? that's Damien, okay, that's what I th- the Wiccan, okay, that yeah. makes more sense to me,
1: so a lot of the stuff that you know is kind of pointed out in this is on Damien,
0: it sounds like it, um because he was the one that
1: had like the wiccan stuff right and the mental issues mm-hmm. and all that stuff that was mentioned in these things after the sentencing a bunch of famous people started getting involved with this um trying to prove that these men didn't do it so people like eddie vetter johnny depp um, and Peter Jackson started talking out against this and this is when Paradise Lost was created so Paradise Lost is the three-part documentary that they did um, I think one was released in the 90s and then p- another part was released in the 2000 like 2001 2003-ish mm-hmm. and then another part was like in 2011 mm-hmm. um, so it's three they on um, HBO Max, they're like considered episodes, but they were separate documentaries mm-hmm. when they came out. Um, so these celebrities really wanted justice for the three men now
0: mm-hmm. that
1: were convicted. Um, and this makes a circle back to the lifestyle they were living. This alternative punky lifestyle that gives no proof that somebody is a bad person or committed murder um reading arguments and other things they keep just continuously bringing up the most irrelevant stuff about these guys and i'm going to keep mentioning it cuz it kept being mentioned in everything mm. i read you know um that they stood out and were different than people that lived in this town this case is just a bunch of like gossip that's what it sounds like with the satanic stuff this became a crowdfunding mission to get these guys out of jail or prison, uh, but they kept getting refused and refused and denied. They would apply like over and over again to be released, mm-hmm. but there was nothing that they were doing. Like they could not. Some theories. There's a theory that one of the boys' fathers did this. Really? Yep. So, Mark Byers, which is Chris Byers' father, uh, so the little boy with the most injuries. So Chris Byers' father, sketchy dude, uh, like he, I understand, just some of the things he was saying were just, wow, you know, mm-hmm. uh, It said that Mark Byers did this, um, he also got his teeth removed after this case and stuff. That's sketchy as hell. So this is when I get into my theories on why I sound kind of biased when mm-hmm. I'm talking about the West Memphis Three, the men, Damien, Jason, and Jesse, because... It comes to the teeth-matching thing that we were talking about. So he got his teeth removed, and then his wife mysteriously dies a couple years later.
0: Do they know what for? Nope.
1: Nope, they don't. Or did
0: they even test it?
1: I don't know if they tested it or not, or if they did an autopsy, but he, you know, wasn't tried or talked to about his wife's death so another the father of stevie branch also had a history of aggression and abuse uh that is a dead set to question people so all these all of the fathers you know had some sketchy stuff about them um terry hobbs who was uh if i am wrong terry hobbs was the stepfather of james i I believe I think uh in two thousand and seven the police found evidence that links Terry Hobbs to the crime. So there was hair found in one of the shoelaces that tied up one of the boys. Uh and so it matched Terry Hobbs. Yeah. <sighs> yep. So this is kind of where we get into the the start of them getting ready to release mm-hmm. uh Damien, Jesse and Jason. Um, so they, the DA evidence, uh, matched and said that he could have been at the crime scene.
0: That's why I was saying that there could have been more people at the crime scene that they were k- trying to cover for.
1: Yeah. So that kind of leads me to think that one of the guys, one of the fathers, uh, had more to do with this mm-hmm. than maybe, you know, Damien, Jesse, and Jason. One, and if
0: not both, all three.
1: Yeah. Cause they all were sketchy characters. But I also have something to say about hair. What does hair do? Hair falls out. Mm-hmm. Um. So my mom sheds bad, mm-hmm. like hair everywhere, no matter what. You know, if you live someone with someone, you know, their hair is bound to get somewhere mm-hmm. on you or something like that. So that's kind of what I think.
0: Uh, yeah, I when just I hear, the yeah,
1: when I heard that, I was like, well, that you know, that. You know, could be real evidence. Like, it's good they tested that. But, like, also... It could have already been there. Yeah. Prior it to it. It could have been on the boy mm-hmm. already when this happened. I just wanted to throw that in. Could be irrelevant. It could, could be, be relevant. Could be making a point. Yeah. Um, But Terry Hobbs was also the last seen person seen with the boys, too. Oof. So, uh, he could have done it easily. Um, so, and... And okay, is okay. Terry Hobbs is Steve's. So I said, is Stevie's stepfather. Um, I did, but okay, I, it's Steve's. It's Steve's, and he didn't like his stepfather at all. He was scared of him, and so was his sister. Mm-hmm. They were both scared of Terry. And now Terry, all around, had some other charges against him, like aggravated assault, breaking and
0: entering, and spousal abuse. If there was abuse in the household, potentially. Yeah. If the kids were scared, why would they not testify the sister? I don't
1: know, because they didn't care about finding anyone other than, um, you know. They didn't care about trying anyone other than the West Memphis Three. And that's messed up. Yeah. When they... Could have, but also they didn't really have evidence of the fathers yet, Mm -hmm. since like the teeth haven't been removed yet, Mm -hmm. or the hair hadn't you know been found yet. But but still, it's still reasonable that they should have. They should question the fathers of these boys.
0: The immediate, at least now, is to check with the family first and testify them first. Yeah, yeah, and that
1: wasn't something that
0: they just went out of their way to find somebody else. Yeah, so.
1: Yeah, it's messed up. That is. um, He should have been I- looked into, definitely. Big time. They all should have been. All
0: three. Um, Because they all are sketchy. Everybody in this case is sketchy. It is,
1: yeah. But, you know, police are police, and mm-hmm. they're going to find one way or another to do something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, once again, the West Memphis Three kept being denied for release. hmm um, then on November fourth, the state supreme court ordered a new circuit court uh, hearing for th- Baldwin, Eccles, and Miss Kelly. So they were scheduled for the hearing and uh, to enter a plea agreement. Uh, do you know what an Alfred plea is? Mm-mm. So uh, the Alfred plea is something that's kind of confusing because it's saying you're guilty but still pleading that you're innocent. Yeah, so it
0: makes no sense. So it makes them think that they were kind of guilty in the crime, like they knew something but didn't say anything. Kind
1: of, kind of. So they entered an Alford pre- plea, which granted them their innocence, uh, but they had to say like the out loud, "I plead guilty to this crime." Guilty. But prosecutors would only let guilty. them go free if they agreed to enter a guilty
0: plea. For guilty plea today, guilty. I am pleading guilty. Confusing some in the victim's families who now think the real murderer is at large
1: The three men were released for the first time in 18 years After serving in prison because of this plea. So are they free now? Yeah Yep Um. So uh, I free I think it was 2010 or 2011 that would match is when they were released mm-hmm. So they've been out for 11 years now mm-hmm. um but they were released.
0: They probably would have had to change their name and everything. No.
1: No? No. They uh literally uh something I watched a lot of was Damien Eccles. The thing that kind of there's a couple things that brought me back to this case. Mm-hmm. Um so I watched something about this. Had to have been years ago, and I followed Damien on Instagram. No, and nah. he He popped up on my thing, and I was like, who is this? Yeah. And it was Damien. And so that's kind of what led me back to this. Right. As well as, you haven't seen Stranger Things. No. But in Stranger Things, one of the new characters they introduced this past season in season four, Eddie Munson, is based off of Damien. Uh, So uh, Eddie's like convicted falsely of murder Mm -hmm. and stuff, and very satanic panic time, you know. So, he's based off of Damien. So, th- like a bunch of things kept bringing me back to this case when I thought about what I wanted to talk about. Mm-hmm. And That's so That's just a
0: sign to actually like talk about it and yeah. see.
1: So, yeah, I followed him on Instagram and no, they all do news interviews and under their real names uh talking about all of this stuff and how they feel and So they're ballsy. Yeah yeah Damien is writes books, and like he has many books out. They are under their real names. It's crazy that is insane, definitely um yeah, they do so many public appearances like if you type in West Memphis Three, what pops up is like news articles of them being interviewed or like sixty minutes type mm-hmm. things of them being interviewed, so they are you know out here living their lives um but this brings back like the day they were released there were so many emotions for everybody yeah going on uh panic confusion happiness Uh, many people think that these men got off with murder and many think that they were innocent um and nobody really knows who did this still to this day 30 years later 28 years about that 28 years later um so there's no real proof that it was satanic or you know that these three did it or the fathers did it or, or s- somebody else somebody else or or all six all six you know um and so many sources were real biased mm-hmm. in this and I feel like I really kind of sounded biased but I don't think they were guilty a little bit like yeah there's some th- things that kind of point to it but i
0: think there's more to the story i do too and i
1: i think there's a lot there's a
0: lot wrong with it there's a lot more to it especially with how we are nowadays it's crazy that is insane and with them talking about it now it's even more crazy to me Mm -hmm. yeah they're
1: like advocates now for people who are wrongfully convicted Mm -hmm. um you know that was the case of the west memphis three
0: it's it makes me think that there was another like spree killer type thing so i kind of want to do some more information Uh, there's there definitely could be a part two to this i think so too because
1: there's so much that i feel like i missed like i only got Maybe through one, the first part of the documentary, because there's so much about this case everywhere. It seems like it. And it's insane to even look at some of the things.
0: It makes me think that there's obviously way more to this story, Mm -hmm. but there's way more research that needs to go into it because there might have been more killings around that might have had the same thing. Yeah. The same type of alibi type stuff. Yeah. So there could be another spree killer. Because that, that wasn't necessarily like a spree kill. No. But there could be more. There could be. That had the same yeah. type of yeah. evidence um, linked and all that stuff. But the dad's having their teeth... Well, that one dad having his teeth removed after is kind of messed up to me. It is really messed like, up. Like, why? Yeah. What's the point? What was the point of it? There might have been something. Yeah. But why not specify... Mm-hmm. I, I agree with
1: that, because I feel like they really could have done better. Oh, yeah. With the, the cops, with mm-hmm. trying different people.
0: Like I said, try the families first. Absolutely. I agree. Especially with them having a history of abuse in the household. Yeah. It's even more of a step that they didn't even consider the fathers. Shit, there might have been more to the family, like the uncles, or even, like, cousins, brothers. Yeah anything
1: yeah but i mean the case is closed now like there's no interest in them opening it back up mm-hmm. and there hasn't been in 11 years so you know they're just kind of done with it but you know three little boys lost their lives
0: and didn't necessarily get the justice
1: yeah there's definitely not i feel like there's no justice there isn't justice nobody knows what actually who happened? actually did this
0: what happened who did it yeah their moms even
1: yeah yeah i can like oh uh, makes me want to scream
0: yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> makes me want to scream um but i think that's all we got on the case today
0: yeah We need to get, like, a camera type stuff because I hadn't heard anything really. I went over the notes briefly, but I was making questionable faces. I was pointing. I was doing all that stuff because I am just, like, dumbfounded.
1: Because they did, like, everything you could do wrong, wrong. Right. Like, loss of evidence,
0: questioning, you know, the wrong people. That's what made me think of the dads. Yes. Because that's DNA. If the DNA matched, the kid could match the adults, too. Absolutely. Anyway. Thank you for listening to uh, us. Ramble. Ramble. <laughs> uh,
1: we hope you enjoyed it. Yes. Hopefully we weren't too rambly, you know. I don't think we were but this But also, it's our first one. You it's know? our first we're one. We're formatting, we're learning, we're figuring it out. Um. I hope you guys enjoyed this. And,
0: and tune in the next time where we talk about who knows what. yeah
1: um anywho we'll see you when we see you guys hopefully within soon soon <laughs> okay <laughs> bye bye <laughs>